This week on the Clubhouse, we continue our stadium series as we discuss Bush Stadium, the home of the St. Louis Cardinals. Anthony is currently touring the country with his hit Broadway musical, If Then. Go to ifthenthemusical.com to find out when he is coming to your town. Over the next several months, Anthony and I will be dedicating one episode to every team, and we'll be discussing why we think you should visit each and every one of their home ballparks. We are also including episodes from my Rounding Third podcast, which features interviews with fans I met as I made my 17,000-mile drive across this country to attend a live ball game at all 30 stadiums. There are also some truly amazing guests that we have lined up for our more regular episodes that we will be dropping every couple of weeks or so. This episode was recorded inside my apartment in New York City. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is a wonderful day for baseball. I am Manish Chain, and sitting next to me as always, Anthony Rapp! Wow. I've never given you one of those. I, I forgot. Oh. I've never given you one of those. You get one of those. I'm so excited. <laughs> On today's very special episode of the Clubhouse Podcast... We're going to be talking about the trademark best fans in baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals and Bush Stadium. Mm-hmm. So um, my experience of going to Bush Stadium was not with you, as you know. Um, it was during the, the tour of Rent in 2009. Uh, I, that was another place that I was able to wangle something. I didn't sing the national anthem there, but I threw out a first pitch. Which it turns out at Bush Stadium, and I don't know if this is all the time, but they had like four first pitches. On my tour, I think, I'm not exaggerating, I think they had 11. It's not like that at all. Like a lot of ballparks, ballparks will have maybe two, maybe three, but really two I is kind of I've seen one ever anywhere else. Yeah, and no. Even when they don't always usually do it anyway. No, St. Louis has, every game I've been to at Bush Stadium has had a comical number of first pitches. So anyway, that was kind of fun. Um <laughs> And then, you know, whenever I've done the national anthem or something like that, they they always seat me in some like, you know, faraway seat, but that's fine. But, uh, you know, I, I sat, so I, I sat like up somewhere and I was surrounded by Cardinals fans and I, I think I'm sure I was wearing my Cubs hat and, um, I'm sorry, it wasn't during the Rent Tour. I'm I'm wrong about this. It was during the Little Shop of Horrors Tour. This is a long, much longer time oh, ago. Oh, wow. It's 2004. I'm confusing things in my brain. Yes. <laughs> um, because, yeah, it was my little shop. There were baseball fans in the little shop who we all... Uh, no, I'm confusing. I'm conflating everything. What is I feel like I also in your went, head? Oh, my God. There were ba- we went to another baseball game in Little Shop. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> that was when I sang at Dodger Stadium. See, that's what it is. Uh, I'm getting okay. confused. Uh. No, it was during the rent tour because I remember I was in, in Washington, D.C. practicing my first pitch. Oh. Which, when I got to the ballpark at Bush Stadium, there w- they wouldn't let me even toss a ball 
to anyone. Yeah, like, that's catch. that's ridiculous. So I couldn't even have any sort of sense of where my arm was. Like, yeah, it was crazy. You got to warm up a little bit. Yeah. So anyway, I just went out and I bounced my ball in the in the right handed batter's box, so it wasn't terrible. You know, okay, trying to you trying could, to get him to you, you could know, get a swing in. Yeah, you could yeah, get a yeah. swing in on a left handed batter. Maybe it was an O two pitch. That's all. Yeah. It was an O two pitch. Yeah. You're just so, trying to throw some. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think I've told talked about this before, but Jason Mott was my uh, catcher of my first pitch and he has since become a cub so there's an interesting little link um but uh the fans around me when i sat up in the in the ballpark were you know i i'm sure i was representing the cubs in some way and they were totally friendly and that was really you know there was no like weird animosity it was a game against the reds um and the reds were pretty good that year if i remember correctly um or just beginning to get good again you know did like, we ever figure out exactly what year this was this was 2009 yeah yeah they, yeah, yeah they were pretty good yeah. So, you know, it was a good game. Um, and, I, you know, I, I thought the field was, I thought it was like a fine ballpark. Sure. It wasn't anything super special. I like that it's downtown. Um, and again, I like that, I would keep talking about brick, but I like the sort of basic architecture of it. But I don't know, it didn't feel like it was anything that special or beautiful, but it was like a fine did you, you know, like, do you like, remember the you statues know, out front? They've got about seven or eight really cool statues out front. No, and I did walk around a fair amount, but this is, you know, before I was doing like the official tour, which you've been such a good tour guide with, of making sure that I saw all the nooks and crannies. I wasn't seeing all the nooks and crannies, so I didn't see those statues. You know, that is the one thing that, that you know, uh, for, for the folks that, that, you know, out there, I do want you to do, I want everybody who's listening to this to see all 30 parks at a certain point. You know, when you do go, make sure that, you know, my ritual essentially was, you know, I made sure that if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. And I want to show up as early as humanly possible and and walk around every single square inch of, of every ballpark because you'd be surprised at what they have just kind of peeking around corners here and there, you know, that you'll just miss and you may never go back again. And, and so Bush Stadium has some of that. And, you know, one of the things I did, I'm not sure if you did this or not, but I also made sure to make it a point to go up the arch, the, uh, the gateway arch before, because uh, I was there for a couple of days. And so I went the day before and I went all the way up to the top and I got my little telephoto lens and I took a picture in because you can see inside Bush Stadium. And so I took a picture of my seat inside Bush Stadium from the top of the arch. And it's just it's kind of a cool little, you know, just perspective shot of, of you know, one day I'm sitting here looking up at this beautiful arch. The next day I'm on top, you know, however many 1800. I don't, can't remember exactly how high it is, but X amount of feet in the air looking down uh, on the city. Um but I mean, what I tell people is St. Louis does have one of the best views in all of baseball. I mean, that that downtown with the arch in the, in the distance is gorgeous. They just need to teach someone how to light the city at night because around 8, 830, it goes black and you don't see anything anymore. Yeah. But I was there. It was a day game when I went. So, yeah. So day yeah. games there are great. Yeah. And, and twilight there is beautiful. But at night, what are you doing? Come on, city planners. Light that city up. Let's see it. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I, I can't remember all the things I've said about the Cardinals on the podcast over the <laughs> many episodes. Of They've course, come up quite a bit. I mean, of course, there are rival and but I have, you know, utmost respect for their history and what they've accomplished. And, you know, in this it's it's so interesting that in this city, St. Louis is, you know, probably considered like a minor city in, in, in the country in a certain way. I mean, it, it, it's got a lot of history, but it's certainly not one of the big cities. You wouldn't think of it as like one of the super, the super cities of, of America, you know, and yet they have this incredible longevity of success. 
I, with I, their you know, franchise. You're going to hear it on the Rounding Third podcast. You're going to hear a lot of, um, uh, actually, you know, I've referenced some of the stories that, that you're going to hear on this Rounding Third podcast several times uh, on the clubhouse. And, and you know, one of the things that, you know, I, I went into St. Louis with a chip on my shoulder. I went in there. I mean, I don't have the rivalry that you guys do, but I have 2006 as a Tigers fan and what they did to my poor little heart in 2006 as I sat behind home plate during the World Series in 30-degree weather with long johns and three pairs of pants on and five sweatshirts on and still shivering like a little, you know, squirrel. Uh, it's it's they They tore my heart out and I was also really sick of the best fan of the baseball the best fan of the baseball in St. Louis and man they just really were I mean it's it's really they they I stayed 20 minutes outside of the city and at the hotel that I was staying at I pull up and there's a statue of Stan Musial out front I was like oh wow did he stay here is he from here the guy's like ah no we just really like baseball <laughs> there's, there's no there's no reason for him to be here at all we just really like baseball and from the from the i went to a camera shop because i had to get my camera fixed at a certain place the guy behind the counter there wanted to talk baseball with me i went to uh uh you know at my hotel the, the hotel clerk there wanted to talk baseball with me everywhere i went people wanted to talk baseball with me and you guys are going to hear finally i've referenced it on this podcast many many times so I can't promise you I'm not going to reference it again, but at least this point you'll be able to hear it. Um, the, the woman that I met who told me the beautiful story about her husband, I'm not going to spoil it now for those of you who haven't heard it, but it's going to be coming up here in a couple of minutes. Uh, it's They really are just wonderful. You know, and our friend Monica. You know, Monica is mm. is our, our, our baseball buddy who here in New York, you know, the three of us have our little text conversation uh, pretty consistently through the season where we're all just kind of chatting each other about baseball. And she is a Cardinals fan and I I adore her. And, and she, you know, and she's got such a great outlook on your rivalry mm-hmm. and and on just baseball yeah, in we general. Should, yeah, we went to the the opening series at Wrigley this year. With, uh, it was a Cardinals Cubs series, mm-hmm. and we went to. It was supposed to be three games. One was uh, rained out, but we went to the two games together. And, yeah, and uh, you know, it was really like made the best team win that night. I mean, you know, it was. Well, there's, when, there's some friendly ribbing sometimes, absolutely. but it really is. Like no, it, it is fun to watch. It is. It's really fun to watch. You know. Uh, um, our text conversations, they just bing, 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 bing. They just, they go on for hours sometimes between the three of us. And just, just, you know, there is the, the, we all want each other's teams to win. But at the end of the day, we also want, you know, we need our teams to win too. And so there is, it's, it's this very, it's, it's, we're all, we're all just baseball fans. I do wonder what it's like to uh, be a fan of <laughs> Well, we got to get we got to get a Cardinals fan on, and we had Monica on briefly. But they um, just but win. we got we got to have a Cardinals so fan much. on. They've I know, I know. They just they just the yeah, they just they, they just keep winning. But uh, and, and and Monica, I hope you're listening to this while you're running. So there you go. There's a little shout out. She 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 likes to listen to our podcast while running. So uh, keep running, right foot, left foot. Let's go. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the Cardinals frustrate me because as we've mentioned. The way they get their wins aren't like the Yankees. They don't. They're not the bombers. They're not guys. They're good. They're just pop. They just they hit these. They hit them where they ain't, and they just they just <laughs> drop them in places, and they just get the timely hit when they need to have them. Yeah. They have injuries every year to their aces, to their star players, but it doesn't matter because there's just some other who's it that we've never heard of that comes yeah. up from the farm system. He has a phenomenal year, then we never hear from him again because we don't need him anymore. We got our race back, so bye bye. Thank yeah. you for for your time. It's just. 
But Bush Stadium is fantastic. I love Bush Stadium. You got to go to Bush Stadium. It's annoying to hear that they're the best fans in the country. And I mean, like, what what is the best fans? I don't even know how to define the best fans. Because you and I have talked about, I actually personally think the A's have the best fans in all of baseball, but that's for a different reason. Um, but just as far as embracing the, the baseball yeah, and history yeah, and history yeah, yeah. and accepting yeah. and just when you any place you walk in St. Louis, you're surrounded by baseball. And hey, I, I nothing I wrong that. with that. Nothing wrong with that. So with that, we're going to take you to uh, my episode of I think this is one you guys are. I mean, I hope you've been enjoying my rounding third uh, podcasts, uh, but I think this one you guys are really going to enjoy just because the interview that I got. Uh, is fantastic. This lady is is uh, one of the, the coolest women I've ever met in my entire life. So uh, we will see you next time here in the clubhouse. We're going to take just a brief break so that Anthony and I can tell you about our first giveaway. I have a 2016 baseball stadium's wall calendar for sale through TF Publishing. They're available at Amazon.com, Calendars.com, as well as your local Meyer, Big Lots, Stop and Shop, and more. I'll include all this info about how you can purchase one of my uh, calendars at my website, roundingthird.net. For now, Anthony has a very exciting announcement to tell you all about. So uh, we're going to have our first giveaway. It's a giveaway contest. Here, It's very simple. Uh, we are always looking for more trivia questions to ask our, our guests for, their, for the game that we play at the end. Um, so if you have any cool trivia questions about your favorite team or about any team that you love or anything, send them to us, please, at clubhousepodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at clubhousepod. And we will look through those and if we wind up using one of your questions we will give you a free signed wall calendar and it will be signed by Manish who was the photographer he will sign the Detroit Tigers Comerica Park picture and I will sign the Wrigley Field picture because I am a diehard Cubs fan so send us your questions please and uh, good luck if you are a new listener to the Clubhouse podcast welcome for more great baseball conversations take a look at our archives like our chat with former Detroit Tigers pitcher Pat Ahern. He tells us about the life of a baseball player looking for a college to call home. Andy Lopez and his assistant coach, Bill Springman, came to my house, sat with my mom and I, and they said, we're going to go win a national title, and we think you can help us out. <laughs> so they also slid a piece of paper over with a nice scholarship offer, yeah, too, that... Yeah. Uh, I think parents are probably happy with I, that I, one. I, I always joke around with my mom because she did not have a poker face for that one. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rounding Third with Manish Jane. Today's episode, the St. Louis Cardinals, Bush Stadium. Now, the Cardinals are the NL's version of the Yankees. They've got all the rings. They've got all the history. They've got a very, very passionate fan base. I sigh there because I'm still not over 2006 when the St. Louis Cardinals reached into my chest and pulled my heart out as I was at a couple of those games of the World Series in Detroit and my Tigers just laid down for the Cardinals. But that being said, with that being said, it's time to move forward and get with the new. And the new is the relatively new Bush Stadium. Much like the Yankees, the Cardinals tore down their historic stadium in favor of something a little bit new. But unlike the Yankees, I really, really enjoy the new Bush Stadium. Now, to be fair, I never went and saw a game at the old Bush Stadium, so I'm not sure what the environment was like, and I'm not sure if there was something that was lost. 
But I'll tell you, from the pictures that I saw on TV of the old Bush Stadium versus this new one, I honestly don't think it compares. Um, I've been asked several times about what my favorite ballpark is so far. Pretty much every stadium I go to, somebody asks me, so what's your favorite ballpark so far? And I always answer that it's a, it's a tough question, really, to, get, to wrap my mind around because each stadium really does have something unique. That's kind of the beauty of this tour is seeing something completely new every single time. And it's, it's really hard to compare. But when it comes to the views, there's nobody that beats St. Louis. I mean, I'm sure that there might be one or two parks in, in San Francisco or in Pittsburgh or maybe even Denver that might challenge it down the line. But for now, nothing has beaten the St. Louis view. Um, I was able to actually catch two games here at Bush Stadium because game one had a two-hour rain delay, and me being the nervous Nelly that I am, I decided to buy tickets for the next night's game just in case. Now, that game ended up uh, uh, getting in, which was actually great because I got to see two games in Bush Stadium, one pretty much exclusively happening under the darkness of night, and the next night I was able to experience a good sunset, which if you haven't done so yet, please check out runningthird.net, and you'll see some really great shots that I that I took of the St. Louis skyline and the arch at twilight, basically. It's it's really, really a beautiful, beautiful uh, view down there at Bush Stadium. I say this with love and respect, but the one thing that I've always just gotten so frustrated with these Cardinals is that I can't find anything wrong with them. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to I wanna hate them because they win all the time, but they win the right way. I want to hate them because they've got perennially one of the top farm systems in the league and one of the top major league systems in the league, which it shouldn't, that shouldn't be, but I can't hate on them for that. I want to hate on them because they're fans, but I can't. Their fans are tremendous. Everyone talks about how tremendous the Cardinals fans are, so you get frustrated and you think, oh, they can't be that nice, they can't be that knowledgeable, they can't be that, you know, accepting. But as I stood there, Tiger's hat on, as always, I got people talking to me in the stands about the Detroit Tigers and not in a, you know, pandering sort of way and not even in a playful ribbing sort of way. There were people in that ballpark that knew, I'm not going to say more than me, but more than any other fans have known about the Detroit Tigers so far. You know, I feel like these guys just know something about every single one of the teams and they take pride in that. You know, I was staying about 20, 25 minutes outside of the city, actually, and the hotel that I was staying at, there was a Stan Musial statue five feet away from the hotel. You know, we're, we're a half an hour away from the stadium, but they got baseball statues. St. Louis loves their baseball. So it's frustrating because I grew up in Michigan, and so I've just had to watch these guys beat not only us, but just the rest of the league for, for so many years. But honestly, it is a really, really awesome place. You know, um, it makes it, they make it very difficult for you to hate them, which, of course, makes me hate them more. But it's all irrational hate. There's no valid reason for me to not like these people. They are wonderful human beings who love their baseball team and support their baseball team. And honestly, more importantly than that, they love and support the game of baseball no matter who's playing. You know, I was there for a Cubs-Cardinals game, which obviously has kind of lost some of its rivalry luster since the Cubs just can't seem to buy a win anymore. But still, this is a rivalry game, and there were absolutely Cubs fans in attendance. And unlike many other stadiums that I've been to in my life— there was no real animosity. I mean, obviously there was some playful ribbing here and there, and there was some joshing back and forth. And but honestly, the the vitriol that I see in other team stadiums when there's a rivalry game just didn't exist. These fans were able to sit there and enjoy the game 
with fans of the rival team and it really enhanced the entire experience. You know, I've been in stadiums where one team will be playing and the visiting team will have fans who are loud, obnoxious, and just getting everybody's face. Most often, there is some sort of adult beverage involved in that type of behavior. Um, But here at Bush Stadium, a team formerly owned by a beer company, there was really no uh, uh, out-of-control behavior that I could really witness. Overall, this is a fan base that... For the first time, I can say the stadium and the fan bases, you know, work in in tandem. This is a fan base that deserves the stadium it's got, and it's a stadium that deserves its fan base. Um, the one thing that I did find, which I was not looking for something negative, believe me, I'm, I'm I'm I wasn't looking for a reason to to say something bad about the Cardinals, but I did find one thing that I wasn't the the biggest fan of, and that was actually the food. So as I said, I was there for two days, um, so I was able to kind of. Uh, sample a couple of different things that the Cardinals had to offer. And in fact, in day one, I ended up having two meals there because I had spent about eight or nine hours inside of the stadium with rain delays and just everything else uh, all put together. So I ate quite a bit of food at, at Bush Stadium. And so far, they are absolutely near the bottom of the list as far as both food options and food quality. Um, now, obviously, this is not something that should be that much of a concern to people because if you're going to a ball game, you should be worrying about this stuff on the field. But this podcast and this tour is looking at the entire stadium and the entire feeling and just the all-encompassing nature of a baseball park. So I have to include the fact that they really need to work on some of their food options. Um, you know, price-wise, it was pretty much in line with everybody else. That I'm not so much uh, uh, complaining about because, you know, if you're going to be buying food at the ballpark, plan on spending 10, 15, 20 bucks on a meal. But it was just, it it's it wasn't good. It, I was very, very disappointed in game one or game two. And I don't, all right, so maybe I am a little bit happy that I can finally find something to discredit the Cardinals organization for, even though it is something as petty as, as that. But I'm sure if you come back next year, they would have figured out a way to, to create some magnificent barbecue that, that wasn't on the menu this year. So I'm not going to be happy for too long because I'm sure they'll fix it eventually. Uh, for game two, actually, is when I was able to really speak with quite a few people. Um, on game one, everyone was running for shelter and trying to stay out of the rain, so it wasn't really conducive to, to chatting that, uh, that much. But in game two, I was actually able to talk to a couple of different people. Uh, the first, actually, it's a very brief clip I want to play here because this was a very exciting moment at the ballpark. Um, for those of you who ever dreamed about being on the kiss cam, the young couple behind me, Wow, did they lose their minds when they were on the kiss cam. They were very, very excited, and uh, it got a big chuckle out of me to see how excited they were. So I wanted to make sure to gab some of their thoughts immediately after being on the kiss cam. So uh, this is very, very brief, about a minute, minute and a half. But this is Leah Duncan and Chris Miles just moments after being on the kiss cam. Take a listen. All right, so I'm here with Leah Duncan. Chris Miles. And these two lovely people were just on the Kiss Cam and they were incredibly happy to do so. Tell me what that experience was like for you. It was awesome. It's always been a dream of mine. <laughs> it's <was> pretty surreal. <laughs> Felt like a movie star, I guess. I think you guys did pretty well. So how long have you guys been coming to Cardinals games for? My whole life. I've always lived around St. Louis. Yeah? How about you? Uh, pretty much the same thing. So yeah. 
Yeah, so, all right, so you said it was your dream of yours to be on, on the KISS cam. Why exactly is it your dream to be on the KISS cam, of all things? Who doesn't want to be on the KISS cam? It's like <laughs> the coolest thing ever. It's what everyone waits for at the games. <laughs> so what are you feeling right now? Pretty excited. I'm going to call my mom. Oh, that's, that's very, very sweet. All right, we're going to get back to the game here in a minute. We've got a pitching change, but I just wanted to get very briefly both of your favorite moments at Bush Stadium. And this one doesn't count. Kiss Cam doesn't count. It's got to be something. Um, being here for my grandparents' 60th wedding anniversary and having it up on the screen. Oh, that is it. You had some good luck with the big screen. I'd say running in when the Cards won the 2011 World Series, so running into the stadium. Oh, all right. That is very cool. Thank you guys so much, and we'll get back to the game. So as you can tell, they were quite giddy with excitement over being on the KISS cam. And one of the reasons I wanted to play that clip is something that Leah had mentioned, which was that uh, everybody wants to be on the KISS cam. That's what everybody's waiting for, and that's why she was so excited. And if you saw there, you know, she was about to call her mother, and she did call her mom. And her mom was also equally as excited that she got on the KISS cam. But that was really fascinating to me because I thought to myself, well, I've never cared about being on the KISS cam, but... She's been going to games, as she said, pretty much her entire life, and this was something that she really wanted to do. So that ultimately is what baseball is all about. Not the kiss cam, you know, but it's about something for everybody. You know, there's some aspect of a baseball stadium that everybody can attach themselves to, whether it is the game itself, whether it is the kiss cam, whether it is the sausage races at some ballparks or the cap game that shows up on the scoreboard or the seventh inning stretch or the whatever it is. There's so many little different nuances about the game. You know, I've been going to games for 25 years, over 25 years, and I really wanted to catch a baseball. I've never to this day caught a, a baseball during a live game. Now, loyal listeners or readers of the website will know that I did get my first Major League Baseball back in uh, Baltimore, but that was during batting practice, and I also didn't catch that on the fly. To be honest with you, I didn't even catch it myself. Another lovely gentleman named Romeo got that for me and handed it over to me, which was very sweet of him, but I've still never caught a Major League Baseball. So there are things that we can all obsess over when we go to the ballpark, but that's what's great about baseball. There's something unique and niche-like, and as long as you come to the ballpark, you're always going to be experiencing something special. Now, after I spoke to these two, there was a, a lovely woman that was sitting directly behind me, and I mean, this is a story that, that I just, I'm going to take with me to my grave. I mean, it really warmed my heart to hear this woman speak um, you know, we chatted throughout the entire game and she absolutely knew more about baseball than me. Um, not only just about the St. Louis Cardinals, but just about baseball in general. And it was so much fun to pick her brain and just hear her stories about coming to games at Bush Stadium and also just experiencing baseball with her husband. Uh, I'm going to let you listen to um, my interview with her right now. And then I'm going to come back and tell you another brief story that she told me off the air that that. Essentially, it encapsulated exactly why I wanted to do this tour in the first place. Her story is, well, you know what? I'm going to let you just listen to the interview with her first, and then I'll come back and uh, I'll talk a little bit more about her. So uh, enjoy my brief interview with uh, um, Linda, who is sitting behind me at the St. Louis Cardinals versus the Chicago Cubs game at Bush Stadium. 
All right, so I'm here with Linda, and Linda's been a Cardinals fan for her entire life, correct? Uh, no. Oh. Um, I actually moved to St. Louis from Kansas. Didn't follow baseball as a kid, but learned about baseball when I moved to St. Louis. Uh, but now you're a pretty diehard Cardinals fan. Now I'm a diehard Cardinals fan, yes. And you said you've been coming to games since the early 80s at the old Bush Stadium and now the new Bush Stadium? Right. So we've been chatting quite a bit throughout the game, and you're pretty knowledgeable, but can you tell me right now what your first baseball memory was in Old Bush Stadium? Uh, my first baseball memory um, was my husband explaining to me how you can tell, um, oh, he got hit by the pitch, how you can tell uh, if it's going to be an out or not, and you watch the outfielders, you don't watch the ball. If they're holding the glove in the air, they're going to catch it. So. I learned baseball, so those are my first memories. That's awesome. So you learned baseball through your husband. I did. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I really like hearing stories like that. So did you and your husband come to a lot of games together? Uh, we did. Uh, he was a huge baseball fan. Uh, my husband passed away in 2005, and I still come to games. That's beautiful. So he missed, unfortunately, the 2006 series when your Cardinals beat up my Tigers a little bit. He did. You know, that was, uh, I think he was watching that game. I think he was watching that series, and he was rooting for the Cardinals. You know what? I'm actually going to blame your husband now for breaking my heart. It's his fault. But uh, so, uh, but what now uh, we're at the new Bush Stadium here, and what do you like about this new Bush Stadium? What is about the stadium uh, that really uh, represents the city? Uh, I think it's a stadium that's very open to um, families. Um, I think you see... Families and families have a history of coming here and having lots of good memories in this stadium. And so it's a friendly place to come and it feels like home when you come. That's beautiful. And you were telling me actually real quick, oh, we got a foul ball coming in the stands. We're safe. No worries. Uh, I, uh, so you were telling me earlier, you, you took a tour here and they said something about how uh, every you know for 81 games, basically, Bush Stadium is the ex-largest city in Missouri and how this is almost like its own community, its own city. I think it's a really beautiful sentiment. You know, as you've been coming to games, you've got season tickets here. Have you made a lot of friends at the stadium? Have you met a lot of interesting people? I meet people like you, yes. Uh, bring friends here. Oh, hold on one second. It looks like we've got a base hit and an error. And men on second and third, nobody out. This looks like the makings of a pretty big inning. You know what? We need to keep talking because I think this is good luck. Uh, I like bringing people here and telling them what I know about baseball, which is, you know, not, I'm not a, uh, an expert, but I, I picked up things. I like telling people, you know, where to find the, the speed of the pitch, and I like telling people of little things in the stadium that make it Cardinal Stadium. And well, I'll tell you, you know, I've met a lot of people, and don't sell yourself short. You are very knowledgeable. I've been able to have some pretty wonderful conversations with you throughout this game, so I've been really enjoying talking to you. So, so you know quite a bit. So now, who are the people that you brought with you today? Well, I'm a lawyer, and this gentleman is uh, with the University of Kansas Law School. That's where I went to law school. And um, he comes and visits with me because uh, he is head of the endowment development for the law school, and I give money back to the law school. So. Oh, that's lovely. All right, and then last time we'll get back to the game. Last question. So just uh, two-parter. One, your favorite moment in this new uh, Bush Stadium, 
and two, just your favorite baseball moment of your entire life, uh, coming to a game actually and watching a game live. All right, it's going to be the same game, and it was game six of the 2011 World Series. And um, I brought a friend, and we were sitting not in my not in my season ticket seats, but over by. We've got a sacrifice fly, it looks like. So the Cardinals are padding their lead. It is now five to one. Cardinals in the bottom of the eighth. So we're just gonna let the applause go down and we're gonna hear the story about game six of the 2011 World Series. I'm sure we all remember how crazy of a game that was. I was sitting uh, between home plate and third base, uh, just below the owner's box. And, you know, more than one time in that game, um, uh, the Rangers were within one out of winning the World Series. And you could see the Rangers dug out, you could see their general manager, you could see their owners ready to run out on the field. And then every time we would do something and pull out, get away from that out situation. And when David Fries hit the final home run and, and Joe Buck said, see you tomorrow night, you know, it was, nobody wanted to leave the stadium. It was fabulous. And practically everybody in my section took pictures of everybody else. And we just didn't want to leave. It was a wonderful feeling. It was like winning the World Series. It was the next night we did win, but that, that night was just magical. It was wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. And unfortunately, you guys did break my heart in 2006, so I can't be too happy for you. But that 2011 series was one for the record book, so. It was, yeah, it was amazing. And the Rangers were a really good team and the Tigers were a really good team. So it's it's good to win World Series. And you know, in both times, the, oh, come on. Oh, stretch, stretch. It's, it's, no, warning track. Ooh, good catch there. That's all right, they tacked on a run. Yeah, I thought you were gonna see a freeze home run. So yeah, but anyway, it's a fun place to come. And St. Louis is um, a city where people know a lot about baseball, and um, you know they enjoy it. I tell, I used to tell the lawyers that worked for me, and I, I'm retired now. But I said, you have to, to to be a success in business. You have to watch both ESPN and PBS, public broadcasting. You have to know what's going on in the cultural world. You have to know what's going on in the sports world in order to make small talk in business. I agree with that sentiment a thousand percent. Thank you so much for joining me today, Linda. I hope you enjoyed my brief chat there with Linda. So yeah, as you can hear, you know, she was trying to be humble there, but pretty much the entire nine innings, I, I had a very in-depth conversation with her about, you know, uh, the Cardinals, the Tigers, and honestly, just baseball in general. Um, but the story that I wanted to touch on is something that she talked a little bit about in that clip there about how she, she used to come to games with her husband. And for those of you who listened to my previous podcast here, um, getting women into the game is something that I'm very, very interested in doing. Uh, I really think that we need to try hard to, to not just have women come and be a a passive observer of the game and sitting there reading a book or knitting or or chatting or or doing whatever it is that I see so many of these very very gracious women doing when dragged to the games with their husbands or boyfriends or sons or whomever 
But one of the things that she touched on in there, to me, encompasses why women are not getting into baseball the way that at least I would like them to. And it's something that her husband actually did for her that I don't see a lot of husbands doing. And that is bringing her to a game and actually teaching her about the game. Not placating her, not talking down to her, not trying to act like this was his thing and that this was something that she had no place, you know, uh, enjoying. This is a man who wanted to share his love of the game with the woman that he loved. And so he taught her how to track the ball. He taught her how to keep score. He taught her who the players were. He taught her why we love this game so much. There's no genetic reason why women shouldn't love baseball. And anyone who tells me differently is an idiot. I'm sorry. If you'd like to go ahead and, and tell me that I'm wrong, go ahead and shoot me an email, ryanandthirdpodcast uh, at gmail.com. I'd actually love to hear if you've got any valid reasonings because I genuinely cannot think of why anyone would believe that women wouldn't like baseball. Um, it's just one of those things that's so easily dismissible. Oh, women, of course, they don't like baseball. That's not true. I've met way too many women who who love it more than I do, who love it more than most men that I know. And I don't understand why we can't have more of that. But to go back to Linda real quick, so she tells me the story about how, you know, her husband brought her to these games and he taught her and he transferred his passion to her. And now at this game, uh, uh, you heard in there that she had brought a family with her to watch a game. And now this was a, a father, a uh mother and a son, a young son, about nine, 10 years old. And what was really interesting to me was that not one of them, all three, did not really particularly care for baseball. They had not, I believe, if they had been to a game before, it had been years earlier, and this may have been either the first or second game that the young kid had gone to. And what really blew my mind was the fact that after Linda's husband, sadly, passed away in 2005, she continued to come to games, and now what she does is she brings people to the ballpark that may not necessarily enjoy the game, or for to be fair, who may not have ever had access to the games. You know, because to say they don't enjoy the games presumes that they've watched it and haven't enjoyed it. And if that's the case, then as I've said before, more part to you. I'm not, I'm not here to proselytize. I'm not here to tell the entire planet that they need to love baseball. I'm completely fine with our little corner of fandom, but. I would like other people to be able to open their, open their minds a little bit and try and appreciate it. And if you can't, that's awesome. There's way too many things in this life to be interested in, and there's a lot of stuff that I don't get that other people get. I'm sure if you've noticed in my food choices, I am not what you would call a foodie. I have friends of mine who are foodies, and they get very angry with me when I have just the world's worst taste in food, but I just can't wrap my head around, you know, I just, I don't get food. It's fuel to me. You know, I, I, I eat it. It gives me energy. And that's pretty much where my relationship with that ends. So that being said, I don't, I don't expect everybody to love baseball. Um, but what I think is great is people like Linda who bring, you know, people to the ballpark who, who may not have ever had access to the game. And I'll tell you that these three, um, mother, father, and son, we're absolutely having a blast. Now, I have no idea if they're going to continue to be baseball fans. I don't know if they'll ever come to a baseball game again. But for that, well, for this evening, it was several hours. But for that couple-hour period of, of sitting inside of a ballpark and watching a game, they looked happy. And, and they looked like they were having a really good time. 
And I got to give Linda a lot of credit for that because she did not just allow them to sit there and not understand what's going on. You know, because for those of us who are baseball fans, we know this game so well that we're nine steps ahead of people. When we're watching the pitch, we're not just thinking about that pitch. We're thinking about the next nine pitches of that at bat or the next inning even. You know, we're not entirely uh, – um, it's impossible for a real baseball fan to get bored because there's so much stuff to think about. But if you don't know what's happening, if you don't know anything about baseball, oh my goodness, I can't imagine how boring that must be. Just sitting there waiting for the pitcher to throw in the ball that the batter yet again doesn't swing at, I, I that must be maddening for someone who doesn't get why the strategy of it all, setting someone up away to be able to throw him something inside in the dirt and make him chase. Even that sentence right there, Unless you're a baseball fan, you're probably not going to understand what that just meant. So essentially, my thesis here, and I'll stop rambling, is that Linda is a woman who came to the game late in life because her husband took the time, the effort, and had the patience to really explain the game to her. And now she genuinely does know more about baseball than most people that I know. She was, Like I said, she was being humble in that clip, but it was awesome talking to her the entire game. Um... You know, we, we chatted a little bit more about her husband uh, when, when the recorder was off, and it just, you know, it really broke my heart. But that was something that, that they they bonded over. You know, when he passed away in 2005, she, it, took it, 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 it took its toll on her, but she still came to the ballpark, and that is still her way of, of connecting with, with her husband. And I don't know. If, if that doesn't bring a tear to your eye, I, I then you're listening to the wrong podcast and you probably should stop listening because, as I'm sure you could probably hear from that little brief interview, I got caught up in the story and used the word beautiful about 19 times. So I just, I, but it really was. It, it, hearing, not only just hearing, um, just seeing the look in her eye when she was talking about her husband and, and the connection that she had with him and that she continues to have, have all because of baseball and trying to continue that legacy with these, these, you know, friends of hers. Um, I don't know. That's stuff that you get at a ballpark that I'm sorry. I, I have not experienced in any other form of American entertainment. Um, you know, maybe it is because there is so much time downtime in baseball that you can honestly reflect and connect with the other human being. And it's not so intense like a football or a basketball or, or, or a hockey, but that's enough of me talking about how much I love baseball. I think we get it, right? Yeah, we get it, dummy. You love baseball. So that is Bush Stadium, however. That is that is uh, my trip here in St. Louis. Um, it was actually a really great time. I, I was looking for just something to not like about it because, like I said, I've hated this team my entire life for very, very irrational reasons, and... I could not have been more pleased with just the fans and the city. I didn't even get to touch on the arch. I mean, the St. Louis arch, the view of the arch from the stadium and the view from the, of the stadium from the arch is something you can definitely check out. I got photos of on the website um, if you want to check those out. It's just everything about it. You know, for this, for, for one of the games, we saw Shelby Miller, the young, <laughs> yet another young pitcher from their farm system that I'm sure is going to, go on to win 20 games again, you know, just like so many of their other young arms tend to do. So, Bush Stadium, good work. St. Louis Cardinals, good work. The only thing I'm going to say, work on that menu options. The food, not so good. 
Uh, next up is going to be Kansas City as I continue up here in the Midwest and uh, and get old Missouri. So that brings us to the end of another Rounding Third podcast. As always, you can follow me at Rounding Third MJ on Twitter. It's Rounding Third MJ at Twitter. Uh, you can shoot me an email at Rounding Third Podcast at gmail.com. Check out the website at roundingthird.net. And join me next time as I continue to round third, heading for home. The home base for the Clubhouse Podcast is the Bergino Baseball Clubhouse located at 67 East 11th Street in New York City. Seriously, folks, this is without a doubt my favorite baseball spot in the country. From the baseball-inspired artwork on the walls to the one-of-a-kind memorabilia for sale and the amazing baseball fans that are just hanging out on the bleachers inside the store, this place is the best. If you can't make it into Bergino's in person, please visit bergino.com and pick up a gift for your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, really anybody in your life, or even just yourself. If you can make it in, make sure you mention the podcast and you'll get a free bag tag with any purchase. You can follow Anthony and I individually at Rounding Third MJ for me and at Albino Kid for Anthony. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week.